Welcome to Two Guys Talking. With Marcus, Chris and Steph. Normally we specify who's saying that at the beginning, but we kind of yeah, didn't you, do this Yeah, you just time. rushed into it. <laughs> I just went straight no into plans. it. Well, let's rush straight into the first uh, topic, which is what everyone's drinking tonight. I mean, that's only because I went to the freezer and pulled out a fucking champagne bottle yeah. of apple cider. So, just for context, normally we record these on a Sunday... Uh, this is actually a Monday that we're recording this. I know it's meant to go on a Wednesday. So me and Steph are actually going sober tonight. Sober. I was going to say sober Sundays. It's not. Sober yeah. Steph, though. It, it's literally a Monday. <laughs> I don't think the podcast would work if it was sober Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. But um, it was funny. Earlier I said, I, I was saying to Steph, like, oh, what is this? Like a sober podcast now? And then Chris just comes out of the freezer with, so what, what have you got here? I was in the co-op and I saw it in the section... Like in the special section, I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I like that it's got a cork and that you can make it pop. Yeah. But I'm struggling to get it to pop right now. Okay. Well. It's making me really anxious. Oh, there you go. That definitely peaked. <laughs> <laughs> Went red on the meter. Well, all right. I've got myself an alcohol free Doom bar. Um, funny story a friend of mine um, was looking for these at his local supermarket. And couldn't find them. And he said to his mum, oh, I'm looking for some alcohol for your Doom Bar. If you see any, let me know. She then proceeds to order like a 24 case. Um, and these are 500ml bottles, by the way. Like it's a, it's, it's a lot of alcohol-free beer. Um, completely useless because there's no alcohol in it. Um, so yeah, and he, he just wanted to try it. But then he ends up getting landed with like 24 bottles. So he's just been like powering them off to people that's why i've got a few and that's why he uh you know yeah i think i drank one yeah tastes like shit i mean i don't know let's 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 give it a go let's Uh, let's spin the glass the aromas it smells like carbonated water i won't lie oh isn't that what beer is except with booze usually no beer usually smells like i'm getting a hint i'm getting carrots (laughs) carrot taste carrot taste it you know what it tastes good but I can tell it's not the original because a pint of Doom Bar is mm. a standard from Sharp. So like, it does get... say it's supposed to taste like succulent dried fruit mm. and lightly roasted malt. It doesn't say carrot, but <laughs> I will carrot. take your word. <laughs> to be fair, now that I've taken a second swig, the aroma to me for some reason was carrot, but then I haven't eaten anything properly for like three days. So that could be part of it as well. My senses. I've... Wait, wait, wait. I'm not you looking after myself. yesterday. And you were just throwing up all day from what you put in the messages. Yeah, because I was out the previous night. It's saying that. You were like, I should, I'm should. i going to be out all day tomorrow. Mm. Don't know what time I'll be back. You didn't fucking come back. Yeah, I just didn't. Well, let me specify. Okay, it's been that crazy of a weekend for me. Friday night, obviously I got home from work. And I just thought, you know what, I'll have a, I'll have a beer or two to myself, you know. Um, listen to some music, chill out, all good. So basically, I didn't finish one of my beers and I left the glass of beer on the side of my desk where my computer is. That glass was still there on Sunday morning. Why? Because, what did I even do? So we were going over to Berry, you know, the Berry Arcade Club. Yes. Oh, yeah. Friend of mine's birthday, I've known him for a long time, and he wanted to go to the arcade. I was like, great, it's open, let's go. A few of us went down. Um, I had to get the tram quite early on Saturday morning. So that's why, like, you know, obviously Saturday morning I woke up, I didn't throw the beer away, just left it there. And then I had a Mackey's breakfast, got the tram, went there. 
for lunch, um, when everyone else went for lunch, I wasn't that hungry because I'd just eaten Mackey's, so I had like a single chicken mayo because they all wanted to go to Mackey's again. Great. Um, arcade club there for like seven hours. Pretty decent, you know? I was playing a game called Nibbler. It's like the, the 80s version of Snake, you know, on, on, oh, okay, on the yeah. So I, got, I got the seventh uh, highest score for that arcade. On that, I was pretty impressed with that. Congratulations! But it was on what it was. There's, there's three floors. There's like, uh, kind of modern arcade slash Japanese games on the first floor. Second floor is more your, um, like your modern Western games. You've got like gaming PCs that kind of thing. And the third floor is like your classic arcade machines. Um, so yeah, I got the high score, but it was on a pretty fucking niche. You know, that room had like 50 machines in it, at least maybe even a hundred. So. You know, probably not that big of a deal. Straight from the arcade, went straight back to his flat for some drinks. I hadn't eaten. I don't think anyone else had eaten. I didn't see them eat anything. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then we were up till like, I don't know, two, three in the morning, Sunday morning. And then Sunday morning um, at like nine, a mate of mine was picking me up because we were going to, we were doing a grand tour of the north of England. So I went to um, Carlisle, Clitheroe. Lake District, Ramsbottom, like Lancaster, all over the show. We were driving for like a good 10 hours because we are filming in uh, late June a charity bike ride. Chris is helping us as well. And uh, basically, yeah, we were testing out shots and like, you know, looking at locations. I, I was, I had no food in me. The motion sickness didn't help because I was in the passenger seat and I was sick like four times. Yeah, it yeah. sounds horrendous. After the first sick... Um, the following three were really bad because I had no food in me to be sick with. So it was just very acidic. So I've not been looking after myself this weekend. Um, and I need to start doing that because uh, that just wasn't good. So How was your weekend? How was your weekend, Steph? <laughs> <laughs> my weekend was, was great. Um, one of my friends came up from London and we went for some really nice walks. We went out for dinner. It's the first time I've been out properly since everything's reopened up now. Um, it was amazing. Ate so much food, drank so much wine. This last week, so I calc- normally, I would say on average, I probably get through like a bottle of wine a week, I would say. It's like, you know, a couple of glasses on a Friday night, maybe a glass here or there. Since last Saturday, not this Saturday, just gone one before, uh, I think I counted it. I think I've drunk like six bottles of wine. I was like, that is just way too much yeah. <laughs> for my body to handle now. Um, so yeah, I'm not drinking for a while. <laughs> I was like, wow. it just needs to stop. <laughs> so that's, that's why you're sober, this podcast. <laughs> I'm going to be sober for a break. Yeah, like the thing is, I think by the last day, my body had just gotten used to it. So then I woke up on Sunday and I really didn't feel that bad. And I was like, it's a bad thing that I don't feel bad. I don't want to not feel hungover when I <laughs> when I have drunk this much. Yeah, you need something that reminds you. Yeah. yeah. Okay, this I is think like... the problem is you, you're still drunk. Like I've had massive drinking sessions where the next day when I wake up, I'm perfectly fine. And then I get a hangover the next day. Yeah. yeah. Like it's a delayed that hangover. That could have been it. And to be fair, I did still spend most of yesterday like in and out of having a nap. <laughs> yeah. So, very yeah. different to your weekend of like 12 hours of driving. I yeah, was yeah. just napping. Well, literally, so we got, I got home at like half nine or something stupid last night and I just went straight to bed. And mm-hmm. I was just, I didn't sleep until like, you know, half 11 because otherwise it would just mess up my sleeping pattern. 
like uh, like at that point you might as well just wait until it's your actual bedtime unless you do go to bed at half nine and um i still hadn't eaten like i i had this this like ham salad wrap from this um petrol station somewhere like in the Peak <laughs> district and ba- in the lake sorry and basically uh, i just couldn't face it i just didn't want to i was so hungry that i felt ill and when you're ill you just yeah. don't want to eat i hope it was such a strange eyes on that it, it was such a no they didn't it was such a strange <laughs> feeling and i didn't like it so i'm going sober tonight because i need a break from alcohol but also because i haven't i've not eaten since like i don't know half you need one. to eat yeah i just don't have time for it oh i don't make time for it it's very important and uh, you know it's just yeah it's just i'm just very tired (laughs) (laughs) meanwhile on the flip side you're drinking out of the bottle (laughs) yeah i think this is what uh 750 mils it's a wine bottle of cider but i have been working all weekend it's been non-stop i've not seen you since like friday night yeah if that i don't know i've just been working yeah and literally all weekend just been getting slammed first weekend we've been open again and uh, no, I just need a drink. Yeah. I think I uh, I got offered a drink in Pedro's last night. I was like, oh, you're in Pedro's, are you? I'm like, yeah, 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 we're in Pedro's. I'm like, okay, I'll come for a drink. They're outside Pedro's and I start doing fucking a delivery run to the spa, getting some beers, going back to this lass's fat to drink this one beer. I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake. As soon as we have it, I'm like, oh, are you going? It's like, yeah. I'm yeah. tired. It's three o'clock now. <laughs> I don't know if you heard me. I got in at three o'clock. Yeah. from doing all that shit for one beer thankfully someone did offer to pay for me well that's okay what what pay for the beer or for like entry into pedros or something no for the beer we, they were never in pedros oh like the queue it was just that long so we're just outside okay it wasn't i got a you it's just like no it's full and mm. people would walk off mm. it was raining a bit so, yeah. well that's the thing like berry arcade club my friend one of my friends initially couldn't come because the website said it was too full, too packed, too many people. But then we arrived there and we asked them and they said, no, it's fine, you can come down. So we're like, oh, great, shit. Did so, you have to book in advance? Yeah, but then we got there and the and guy was, was like, yeah. oh, no, just ring him, he can come down, it's fine. So then he just drove down and didn't book in advance. Really nice. weird. But I mean, obviously, many could come yeah. and had a great mm. time and sick. But obviously, in there, everyone's wearing masks. It's an arcade. It's It's dark, there's no sunlight. It's very hot, very sweaty. Um, if there's going to be COVID, there's going to be it's going to be there, right? Um, Pretty much. It's, I'm I, guessing like unventilated places like mm. that is like the hot spot. I mean, literally, they had like ceiling fans and stuff. I'm sure they've got you know they've got they've got some stuff. But I mean, it's a good thing they're open because of the, like obviously with their setup, like this is probably the first time they've been able to legally like do anything. Yeah. You know. And, well, there's there's somewhere similar in Northern Quarter called NQ64. Mm. Like a nice little underground arcade. It's a lot smaller than the Berry Arcade. However, it's also more expensive. But it, it's in Manchester City Centre. That's what you pay for. Yeah, you're paying for and that, that to get half as well. Like, it's always hot and sweaty in there. It's probably because of all the machines and yeah. how small it is because they pack as much in as they can. Yeah, of course. And mm. they're all generating heat. Yeah. That's being. I'd love to know what the heating bill is on that on that thing. Oh, they not, won't not, have a heating bill. I, I was going to say, sorry, no, no, not the heating, the electricity bill. They won't need a heating uh-huh. bill because they can just use all the machines. Genius. Yeah. But it's good because you can, they've got a bar as well. So, you know, you can have drink and, and do all that. And I realized, mm-hmm. like, I mean, yes, Sunday, I wasn't doing anything that cost money. I mean, obviously, I bought like a really shitty wrap from a service station. 
but most of my spending was just on well all of it was just on Saturday but even though it was just one day of spending money on drinking shit I spent like I, I spent over a hundred quid I don't even know how I did it that's a and good day of drinking no it's it, it's not because like I'm not used to that I've I've forgotten how expensive nights out cost yeah going out is expensive you know how much you spent on saturday (laughs) i actually not that much not 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 as much as i would have thought because we were drinking at home not that expensive and then we went out for a meal which was two people going out for a meal and we bought one bottle of wine between us so not that expensive see there's a reason i asked if you were having about the wine. Yeah. So I was going to call ahead and be like, get this wine for them. Aww. And I was going to pay for it. And you're like, no, I'm Aww. fucking pissed. So I was like, all right, <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to force this wine on them if they don't want no, to. No, we got, we did end up getting a bottle of wine, but it was not that one. No. Because um, at the well, when you're drunk, you're always just like, Whatever. all right, yeah, one more won't hurt. <laughs> uh, but it's probably yeah. a good thing because I don't think I would have appreciated it. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. Oh, it's on the books now. Yeah. <laughs> What kind of wine was it? It's the one we have. Oh. I'm not going to mention it because my place is the only place that sells it. Okay, got you. Well, but you know which one it is. Yeah, and it was a it was a very nice wine. Did it come in? A, it came in the decanter. Yeah, right? it comes in a decanter. Did the wine that you have come in a decanter? No, no. <laughs> no. I think we were literally like, let's get the cheapest wine. Oh, you got the Shiraz then. Yeah, which to be fair, I love. I love Shiraz, <laughs> so I was like, yeah. this is great. <laughs> but, um... Oh, you see. This is a thing, like, people will ask for the house wine, and if you go on the traditional sense of what is a house wine, it is the cheapest wine you sell. And I've got a little trick to get around that. It's like, oh, do you have a preference on grape? I count every wine we do by the glass as a house, mm-hmm. and then say, do you have prefer a grape? Most people say a Malbec, and we do two Malbecs, and I'll push the more expensive one onto them, which is not a cheap wine. <laughs> it's actually a nice mid-range wine. What would you call a mid-range wine in terms of price from a restaurant? Like 30 to 50 quid. Fucking hell, okay. Shit. Yeah. But if it's from a supermarket, what would a mid-range wine be? I don't think you can get a mid-range wine from a supermarket. Is it all just low-end shit from a supermarket? Yeah. Maybe well, I... a proper supplier for like, yeah. mid to high-end wine. Because I was like, when I go to a supermarket, if I'm buying a bottle of wine, I'm literally like... I think the highest oh, price I've I know, seen... I'll spend like £6.50 on a bottle of wine and I'll be like, that's... That would yeah. be nice. Like, it's yeah. not bad wine. Yeah. But it, it's mass produced. Mm. So, you yeah. Know, yeah. But I'm no wine connoisseur, so, like, a low-end supermarket wine versus mid-range. Let's not go high, that's unfair. Mid-range from, like, a restaurant. Like, I mean, as long as you enjoy it. Oh, yeah. Like, that's the important bit, as long as you enjoy it. But I mean, I guess it depends on uh, as to what you want to spend your money on. Like, yeah. if you're happy with like, well, that Shiraz, which was the cheapest at that restaurant, or just six pound fifty at Tesco, um, I guess you're fine. Save your money, spend it more on the food. What's that? Uh, crimes wine? No, oh, nineteen crimes. Nineteen. Crimes? No, 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 no. Yeah, nine. Is it nine? Is it nine? nine? I don't. I, I feel like know. it's definitely a nine in it. It's something yeah, it's a nine. Yeah. Nineteen. I, I saw it literally in the shop on Saturday. <laughs> it's a good wine. But you yeah, know what? You it know, is a good wine. I know why I was so ill on Sunday, because we went to the shop before going to my friend's flat after the arcade, and we were looking at the options, and I was thinking, right, I don't want to have too much. For some reason, I didn't get a beer. I didn't get a bottle of wine. Should, I should have got a bottle of wine. I'll tell you what, I did get pre-mixed cans of like cocktails oh no oh, I, hate I got myself a mojito and I got myself 
some other shit. I don't know what it was. I think it was a. Um, I want to say Sex on the Beach, but it might. No, it was some. I think it was Ponce Martini. Probably. But not good. No. I don't think I've ever actually bought any of those because I look at them. You know that it's going to be shit. I know it's going to be shit. Yeah. I don't know why. I don't know what the hell. I must have already been drunk. I don't know why. I thought, oh, I'll experiment. I'll try something new. But if you're going to do that, mm. try something good. Don't just try something because. You live with a bartender. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's the thing, man. Like, this is what happens when I don't see you for like three or four days because our work schedules are so busy. I end up just buying the but. But it's weird if you get served a cocktail on draft. Is that a red flag? A cocktail on draft. Sometimes I've been. I've been to pubs. I've been to pubs where you've had like, oh, what was it? It was an espresso martini on tap. On tap. They literally, yeah, they do that. I've seen a porn star martini on tap. So bewildered by that. It is specifically in pubs, mm-hmm. like certain pubs where they want to be like fancy. They'll say, "Oh, we have a point star martini." But they don't want to put the and then in. pour it out of a fucking tap, the same way you would a beer. I'd like to know what, the staff what makes that fancy. <laughs> I like that because cocktails are an art and a skill and a craft. Yeah. Whereas obviously, you know, your local pub is just a pub. Like you're still okay. you're still paying for the cocktail because someone's yeah. mixing it someone's putting it together yeah and putting it in a bag like a fucking coca-cola like a massive barrel of yeah. stuff and someone just plugs it in it's like all right i've made some cocktails so imagine that just quickly so it's like <laughs> you know cocktails you might have like a shot of this a shot of that i can imagine like if they're making a big barrel of it and then putting the barrel on on, on like a tap it'll be like oh one bottle of this one bottle of that mm. vodka put a bottle of rum in it you know well that's a lot of places do pre-mixes like that, like I believe that Ivy does it. Like I've heard people complain that the Ivy they want to go there because it's like this fancy London style restaurant and bar. Mm-hmm. It's really high end, and then the people I know who have gone to work there, like yeah, they just premix everything. Yeah. So you've got someone coming in in the morning, getting the bottle of vodka, the bottle of lime juice, putting it all in a bucket and dishing oh, it out see. into bottles. Yeah. Yeah. I, they might have changed that. So, okay, I have a, as a bartender then, how do you feel about the other end of the spectrum of cocktails, which is like, let's use some dry ice and different colours and give it to you in like flasks that you mix yourself and then it sets on fire and then you drink it. I love that shit. Do you? I, I would probably hate making it, but I love consuming it. Okay. And I have made cocktails with dry ice before and it's really intriguing. Because dry ice creates such a lovely effect. And it's so easy to use. Mm. It's just really hard to store. Like I don't know if you know, but no if you idea. get dry ice on your hands, it burns. Yeah, it yeah, it's yeah. a hazard. Yeah, having it. And really, the Shit. fact that you put that, in, yeah. you can put that in drinks is quite ironic. Yeah, but it, it looks really, really nice. Because it's like I've been. I mean, I've been to the Alchemist, and it's like one of those where you go, oh, it's so like. Fancy. I knew exactly you what you were referencing when you said flasks. I've got yeah, two in same. my bedroom. Yeah, <laughs> yeah nice. like it's it is nice, but then it's also they are quite pricey as well. So you're going, it's the the novelty of it is is sort of what you're paying for because hmm. at the end of the day, it's still a, just a, a mix of different alcohols and oh, some, yeah. some juice. Like yeah, of course. You know. Without a doubt, if you were to buy everything that you would see in a bar yourself the initial cost would be really high. But then when you start making the drinks, the cost per drink would be Mm. super low Mm -hmm. compared to what you pay in a cocktail bar. Yeah. But then you're also paying for the skill and the service and the whole experience 
And that's the thing that's got to be delivered with the drink is the experience. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be really hard for you to go out and buy a, yeah. a canister of dry ice to put in your drink to make it, oh, look, I can do alchemist drinks. Yeah, yeah it's not practical at home. That's the whole point. Like, yeah. you wanna, you, it's, it's, a, it's a service, it's an experience. That's, that's the whole thing. That's why, um, oh God, who, who was I with? I was at some bar uh, that doesn't actually exist anymore. Remember Neighbourhood? I do remember neighborhood. It's now called Boulevard. Boulevard. BLVD. I used to work there briefly, um, like back in uni days. Uh, but essentially, I was. Uh, what happened now? Me and a mate ordered some drinks. The guy puts them on the table, and then my mate reaches for the bottle, and he's about to pour it into the glass himself. And then the waiter stops him and says no, and then the waiter grabs the bottle and pours it. And my mate was like, well, "What's the difference? I won't just let me do it." And he's like, oh no, it's a, it's a service, it's yeah. an experience. Yeah. yeah, it's the reason why I'm hoping that you'll give me like tips. Mm. <laughs> it's all about the money. Exactly. exactly. Like the, it, it's to justify the markup. It, the key <laughs> one is, especially for us, it's to make sure a glass doesn't go empty. Mm. So if you buy a bottle of wine, someone's going to be watching your glasses to top it up. I like that. Though, and they do it with like water being, as well. Yeah. You're not being forgotten about. Yeah. Yeah. I know I like why. That. It's because oh, we want to make sure we can get more money out of you. But I like that you know you're being looked after someone's watch keeping an eye on it for you whereas if my glass is empty and i want to have another drink and i can't flag someone down that shit and that happened uh last week i was drinking in i say in the street it's not in the street it's because at the time you weren't allowed to drink inside a pub so they had a street permit and we could not flag someone down we were waiting like 15 minutes like, yeah. we'd placed our order and it just wasn't coming. What is the maximum amount of time you'll wait before... Wait, you... we had this conversation. Of, I think me and Mark's had this conversation. Oh, is this the week I that I had wasn't... this conversation yeah. with mate yeah. on, on Saturday. Like... I waited 45 minutes for a can of cider. But after... Did you... In that 45 minutes, how many times did you, like, ask someone or, you know, bring Honestly, it to someone's attention? I wish I could have asked someone. There was no one coming round. Mm. And we were like, what the fuck is going on here? Mm. And it's like, I understand that, you know, it's COVID and everything's a struggle. It's a can. But 45 minutes. Uh, and all my mates I'm out with are like, yeah, but we've got a seat here. We should just stay here because we've got a seat. I'm like, why would you stay here if you're waiting so long for a fucking drink? Yeah. yeah. Like, I'd rather queue for an hour and then get drinks on a faster, more regular basis. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. So at least like, you know, with where you are, you're being watched, like you're being looked after. You're not going to get forgotten about like you clearly yeah. were that night yeah you know like i say 10 minutes if you're waiting longer than 10 minutes for any kind of drink there's a problem what about food i remember i remember in uni as well before we go on to the food Mm. i was at a bar in liverpool uh night out and i finally get to the front of the bar and i'm watching the bartender and there's a group of women on my left group of women on my right and the bartender would keep jumping from one group of women to the other and every time they got replaced with more women, that's where he was. And I'm just there and we were like, mate, what the fuck are you doing? I've been stad- stood at the bar for 20 minutes yeah. watching mm. you go back and forth. And I'm here dying for a drink. Yeah. You should have, you should have got yourself a wig. Hello, cut up on. Before two weeks ago, you probably would have got away with it. To yeah, be honest, because it was yeah. that damn long. Which brings me back to the discussion of the dye. Well... It's still looking brown to me. Uh, yeah, it is still quite brown. Mm. Very brown. I shared the experience with someone who went, I was like, you've not dyed your hair. I was like, yeah, it just didn't stick. Mm-hmm. Like 0% of it stuck. Yeah. It's, yeah, no different. So what can we do to change that? 
Well, I believe Steph said she she would have something I, available at some point. Yeah, I will I will purchase said die to complete this <laughs> transformation. <laughs> and it's going to be fabulous. Sounds so, fabulous. That sounds so sinister. <laughs> Please get like a pink one and don't say anything. I'm going to put eyeliner on as well. If you, if, if that's what you'd like, no, yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> like, I might, the supplies. We might like an inner flower might blossom. Oh, my. you don't know. You know what? One of the people I work with are really worried about me cycling home at night. Okay. Like, don't get hit by a car. Don't get hit by a car. I'm like, I'm not gonna get hit by a fucking car. I've got a picture from when I was in uni where we had a makeup artist come in and they put a scar on my face with makeup. It's like. If I send that to a guy, it's like, what the fuck happened? Whereas if I sent it to a girl, they'd be like, oh, nice makeup. Yeah. <laughs> There's a big difference there. It's like, I've been sitting on this photo for ages. And this was Sunday night again, where I got in at like three. As soon as I got in, I went and spent a solid 10 minutes trying to find this photo on my hard drive. Sent it to them when I had an oopsie and went to bed. <laughs> <laughs> and then you couldn't reply to them because they're obviously very concerned. Like, oh, what's going on? Yeah. I love how you've had... So how many years have you had that photo? Uh, probably four years now. It's ridiculous. You've been saving it for the right moment. Literally. I, I just have it... Like, all my pictures I take, I'll copy over onto a hard drive. Yeah, I do that. And then clear my phone. Yeah. So it's like, one day you will want that picture... And it might be in a year, it might be in 10 years. Yeah, I'm just, I would it's, never remember that I had it. Like, I'd end up just scrolling through my hard drive one day and just be like, oh yeah, that I happened. I was going through and I saw some pictures of my ex's dogs. It was one where one had just sat on the other. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was funny. <laughs> it's yeah. fucking funny. It's like, oh my God. Is it bad that you, would you get back with an ex for the pets? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Probably, yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> mine didn't have any pets. I think, did they have some fish at one point? Oh, yeah, no. None of my exes no, have had me. pets. Yeah. But yeah. if one did that had a, a, you know, a dog, let's be honest, it wouldn't be a cat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like, yeah, sure. Because then at night time, they'd be like, can you put the dog out? And then you'll just put them out. <laughs> <laughs> no, you go out and the dog stays with me. Fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, no, well... To me, I was thinking it's like a double joke because like the ex is the dog, but then obviously you want to keep the dog in the house. I don't know. I thought it was quite funny. But... That was a bad joke. Mm. <laughs> when you have to explain a joke. Yeah, that's when you know. Yes, I know our jokes are funny. I mm. love work at the minute because there's one guy who hates puns. And there's now three British people on the bar who fucking love making puns. <laughs> what, what is it with puns though? Like, I'm not, I don't get me wrong, I'm not anti-pun. It's a British thing. But like, what is, Ollie loves a fucking pun. And I'm just like, what is with this? <laughs> puns are great. I remember the first time I we went out for a fish and chips. And for the entire day, he kept on trying to make fish puns. And I like, it, and I wasn't getting any of them because I just wasn't aware that this is a thing, like a humorous thing to do. And then at the end of the day, he was really frustrated with me because I just didn't understand any of his fish puns. <laughs> I was like, I just don't. I... Oh, no. Since I'm just in the mood for it, I actually can't think of any just, you know, to mine now. Do you remember? I guess he uh, was swimming up the wrong stream. Hey, there you go. There you go. Now now, now we're starting. There you go. Honestly, we we will go back and forth in work. And we were doing one on eggs uh, yesterday. So it's like we, made, we had eggs in the cocktail. It's like, oh, cracking. 
It's like, oh yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah. Well, you're going to get one of these eggs like on your face at some point in this evening. Yeah, we here. dropped one on the floor, and the guy who hates the puns is cleaning it up. He's like, oh, you found yourself in a slimy situation, haven't you? Oh god. God. Terrible. Um, I, I know it is. You know what I need to like... do? I need to go to your bar and just sit on the bar for like for, for an entire one of your shifts <laughs> and just listen. Just Should listen. I get a mic and hook it onto myself? I'd be like, guys, I'm recording today to record the conversation that happens on the bar. Yeah. And to review it later on. Mm-hmm. It's so funny. I wouldn't say that. I'd just do it. I don't know if there's legalities in I feel like the they need to consent. There's, there's a legality there that you need to consider. <laughs> yeah, but you've got to think about the content. Like, it'll just be better. Well, no, because at first they'll be aware of it. But then as the as the night goes on, they'll just forget. Oh, yeah, that's true. And, yeah. yeah, that's true. Like, the first half an hour. I can just be there with an earpiece listening. No, no, I'll just get a recording like now. Nah, fuck off. Yeah. I could probably just plug it into my phone and get like a sticky mic. Yeah. And set my I phone going. Yeah. It's like you're literally wearing a wire at that yeah. point. Yeah. It's like, guys, I'm wearing a wire. Have fun. <laughs> and that, just that'll, carry on your normal conversation. Uh, that'll start some. That'll start some. We've got like, a notice board in the glass yeah. wash. I just put Chris is wearing a wire. <laughs> it's like, why didn't you tell them? I was, yeah, I put it on the notice board. Did you not read it? Whenever someone speaks to you, you just stand extremely close to them. <laughs> just uh, talk here for me, please. Yeah, you just hold your chest up to like where their mouth is. Oh, no. <laughs> just to be obnoxious about it. Oh, I want to talk about something that I'm not sure if you guys know about. I, it's called NFT or non-fungible tokens. I haven't got a clue. Right. It's it's. Can I just say, right, economy in the world is, is mental right now. I don't actually know how it's going to continue as it is because people are just making money for doing fuck all, right? It's like, it's like uh, you know how some, some houses are leasehold and some are freehold? Yeah. Mm. Leasehold... You, you own the house, but you don't own the land the house is on. So obviously you've got to pay some geezer like £2.50 a year. But the thing is, like, they're not providing a service. So what the fuck am I paying you for? So apparently the government are going to try and make that illegal. Leasehold, oh, really? leasehold payments. That's what I've heard today from someone in work. Like, because hmm. it is bullshit. Like, you're literally, all you're doing is making it so that I can't put an aerial on my house because it'll ruin the area. Like, well, you don't even live in this country. Like, who the fuck are you? Although in, in most, oh, you mean Chinese investors? Well, to be fair, a lot of leasehold landlords are councils, but some of them are private people, you know? But anyway, non-fungible tokens. These are basically... Have you heard about when people have been people have been buying memes recently? No. Yeah. You heard I have about not that? heard about... This whole thing... I would say that it confuses me. I, I spent a long time just Googling the word fungible because I don't know what it means. And I kind of get it now but i'm still just confused have you got a definition fungible fungible so non-fungible means that something is unique and can't be replaced with something else ah okay so do you remember the charlie bit my finger video oh gotcha everyone remembers that that video will soon be removed from youtube i've seen the news on that as well because the family want to make it a non-fungible token, something that has value in itself and can't be replaced and can be sold to someone. So someone will buy that video and it will be their property. So, well, not, but the thing is, it not can be replaced because anyone can just download the video yeah, today it, and re-upload it. So it's, what makes it non-fungible then? I think what you're not buying the video, you're buying the rights to the video, similar to a copyright. That's, so, that's how I'm understanding No, this. no, no. It is literally the video. There, there will be... It, 
token, right? It, it's all about blockchain and cryptocurrency, that kind of thing, right? So there will be a string of code on the blockchain that has your name attached to it saying you own this video. Basically what it's doing is it's telling the whole world, because the blockchain, anyone can look up stuff. It's like a big database, like you, everything's transparent. They will be, let's say I bought that video. There would be a piece of evidence online that says that I was stupid enough to buy something that was virtual. And, right. and very, very accessible. Yeah, because that video will be copied and downloaded and all that. No, but, no. but what are, is the not, legality it, surrounding it's... that? Because if it then becomes an NFT and say you purchase it, if it's copied, then that is fraud? Or that is, you know, whatever it is. So, because it's like art. So that's, people have people have tried to explain this to me in the same terms that you'd use for, for art, basically. You mm. can buy a piece of art. It is a Picasso, whatever it is. You yeah. own that. It's an investment. Mm-hmm. People are saying NFTs is kind of a similar concept. Yeah. I sort of get, no, like nothing anyone has said has made me understand this. I don't, I don't get it just because, yeah, someone can copy a Picasso but it it'll be either photocopied or a photo or repainted. It won't, you know, it won't. But be yeah, the sorry, that's what I mean. I mean, I can, I understand the value in having the original piece of art, but I also yeah. know that if I wanted to look at this piece of art, I could just Google it. Yeah, literally. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But you still find value in going to the Louvre and looking at the Mona Lisa. Yes. Like, there's still value in that, but with a video, it is literally code. It is data that can be copied and pasted so there is no difference like there is no benefit and i personally don't understand it and when i talk about global economy global economy i think is going to be quite fucked soon i reckon in the next 10 years there's going to be some horrible disaster some big depression or something crazy because people are spending upwards of ten thousand pounds on video clips of logan paul unboxing pokemon cards well, Wait, what? yeah, the wealth distribution... It's literally bollocks. Like, there was is, no... Yeah, is ridiculous. And um, there was something... Oh, I don't remember the statistic itself. i try and find it. But it was something to do with, with lockdown and how it... Statistically speaking, in lockdown, the rich have just got richer and even the middle class have just become poorer. Basically, the wealth divide is only getting bigger um, mm. and will continue to do so until there is a shift in basically capitalism because yeah, yeah. that's it that's capitalism rules the world either get in or get off the boat well here's the thing so in terms of getting and getting off the boat you've got things like dogecoin doing mad shit and dogecoin has no actual value it doesn't do anything yeah but me, yeah uh, like people are making ched off that so me... people are making money with nothing that's what i'm saying yeah NFTs, there, there will be crypto, a shift there needs there's gonna to be, be a something shift. yeah like, um it's not sustainable in my opinion but i don't know i'm not an economist i don't know enough yeah but it just doesn't feel right all right let me throw a curveball in here do you know what world basic income is uh no i'm guessing is, is, is it like a minimum wage but for the average on the world or what the principle of world basic income is that everyone will receive at least a living wage from the government, no matter how much you earn on top of that. World, so you could world be... World governments, any, any government. Any government. Okay. Uh, I believe they're doing a trial in Wales, mm-hmm. and there's been uh, trials in a few Nordic countries, like Finland, Sweden. They've given it a go as well. Mm. Might be wrong in which exact country did it, but I know it's been done. And more and more governments are looking into this as a way to kind of address the wealth divide. Like If everyone has a living wage where they can pay the rent, pay the bills get food in before working and then the work you do on top of that is your leisure money 
the money that you can use on your car, mm. on Xbox, PlayStation, getting a new computer. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, a few or, years or, ago. Or if you want like a, a more than the basic life, if you want a better yeah. life for yourself. Then, mm. Or if you want kids, then you're going to have to do obviously more because... Oh no, they would be getting a basic income as well. Okay. Yeah. I was... Okay. I, I got invited to work on a project for it that unfortunately went nowhere back when I was in my second year of uni. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I learned quite a bit about it and it is quite interesting. And something we should do because it is like a anti-capitalism in a capitalist society. I get you. So it, it's like, uh, yeah, it's everyone's equal if you want to just be equal but if you want to have more for yourself yeah. then you got you got to obviously do something pretty much but do you think that encourages a society on the base level where oh if you just are happy with chilling then you can well i think that's not good most people especially after the covid pandemic they don't want to just be sat around chilling cuz if especially myself when you've not been able to go out and do anything for months on end. Yeah, but that but you there actually, would be a difference COVID, because you are also isolated. Yeah. yeah, and there's nothing leisurely to do. Whereas at least in the future we'll be able to go on holidays and there'll be like but this is the point. bowling alleys open that kind of thing. This is the point. If the basic income only covers your basic needs, okay, it's you your still, rent, yeah. it's your food, yeah, it's your bills, okay, and that's it. Yeah, I get you. Like, you're not gonna have much money beyond that for leisure. Yeah, that's the whole idea of a basic income. Yeah. Okay, I get you. I get it's like, you. Essentially, people who are on, um, on social security benefits, whatever you want to call it, have mm-hmm. been basically doing that for ages. They'll just mooch off the government. Like, mm. You see families with loads of kids and like, why do you keep having kids? And so they get more money off the government. And it's so weird because you have families of like 10 kids. Well, I don't get it because... Yeah, you're getting more money because you've got more kids, but you've got to support those kids, so you're spending that money, so you're not actually getting any more money. Like, you're just having to stress about more kids to make sure that they're okay. Yeah, but if you look after everything, like, if you have to buy a set of clothes and you save those clothes and have another kid, you've Mm. already got the stuff for this second kid. True. And then you have a third one, and you've got... I mean, kids are still expensive, but yeah, yeah. a lot of the initial cost I suppose. the startup cost of having a child is covered yeah, when you... the initial investment <laughs> yeah yeah the initial yeah very expensive um as and then like my sister she's having twins they didn't plan for that they gotta buy two of everything now you know yeah so you know and it's a challenge but you get through it and it'll it'll be worth it and it's easy for me to say that because i'm not gonna worry about shit um, all i've got to do is just keep them entertained once they're born um you know i've not seen my sister for probably six weeks now so I reckon she's probably got quite a bit bigger with the pregnancy. How far along is she now? Oh, I don't know. I mean, how far was she when she told me the news? I think she was about Wouldn't nine, be... ten weeks in when she yeah. told me. So yeah. it's probably about 22 They normally weeks. say, I hate doing things in weeks. It always really confuses me. I think they normally say it's about three months when you start to get a bump and then it gets obviously bigger and bigger. Oh, yeah. We're so, on about five months, I'd yeah. say, by now. Yeah. Wow. It's quite Four and a half, sizable, but Especially with twins, because... I mean, it's double and double the baby. A double so. bubble. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, I, oh. I'm, I'm excited, but I'm allowed to be because I don't have to worry about anything. <laughs> but no, it's good. It's good. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, I uh, I had a fun experience that you were part of. Uh, obviously, I've gone back to work this week, and been in lockdown for so long. I did put a little bit of weight on. 
Mm. So I had to go and buy new uniform for work. Mm-hmm. I was grateful. Everything I got fine except pants. Yeah. I don't know why, but finding pants in the right size is a fucking ball ache. For men, it's awkward just sizing. Like you're too. If you for women, it's no different. If if you're <laughs> wide, then they assume that you're short. But then I don't know. I don't know how it works. It's weird. Like the whole thing. You've the taken clothes, sizing you've taken in the crux of the joke there. All right. You've literally because you were there. You know what the problem is. One something happened. I'm trying to remember what it was. Like you said something in the direct line of the person of the yeah. attendant's ear yeah, and so, out of context for her it would so, have sounded very weird what you said let me explain what happened I spent all day going around looking for new uniforms mm. in the Irondale and I couldn't find anything so I was like right I, I need to go to the traffic centre and try the Primark in there because they'll probably have the right size because it's a bigger Primark mm-hmm um, the men's section in that Primark is you go in downstairs, you've got to go up the escalators and go all the way to the back, right next to the exit. And we just beeline to where we need to be mm-hmm. and start looking through these pants to find the right size. And someone's obviously seen that, clicked on and walked over. And I'm going through what each, everyone trying to find the right size. And to explain, I normally buy 32, 32, which is 32 waist, 32 length on the legs. Mm. I'm going through, I'm seeing 30, 30, 32, 30, 32, 32. And I wanted to move up to 34, 32. But all I could see was 34, 30. And then you get up to 36, 32. And 36, 44, I'm like, where the fuck's the size for me? Yeah. And I know this woman's walked along to keep an eye, make sure I don't like pick something up and run off. Mm. And I, I'm talking to you about it. I just kind of stop and I say, you know what? It's so annoying that I can't find the right size pants. Like I know I've uh I know uh I've put a bit of weight on, but I didn't shrink when I got fat. Yeah. Yeah, literally. <laughs> and, and this woman I'm looking at her and <laughs> I'm speaking to Marcus in such a way that I can see the woman and mm. I watch her bolt her head around and look straight at us and yeah. I'm just making eye contact with her and her head turns back around so quickly. <laughs> yeah. It was it, it was it was a, it was a it was a strange encounter. It was it was funny. But... <laughs> like thirty seconds later, she patters off. Yeah, I'm like that's that's a victory for me because I know <laughs> how uncomfortable I just made her with that comment. Yeah, yeah. I know how shocking it was just to hear that offshoot. Yeah, and I know how much more uncomfortable it was that I was looking at it dead <laughs> on <laughs> when I said it. Like, do you get it when you're on like a bus or a train or like some kind of public transport? Where you'll be sat in down, you're sitting down, and then you clock eyes with someone random, shutting down. Yeah, no, I kind of like fluff that word. So you clock eyes with someone, and they clock eyes with you, and then you spend the rest of the journey trying to avoid eye contact with them. Oh yeah. No, I'm from London. You stare them down. <laughs> I don't back down. I like it. You see, yeah. I, I I make extreme efforts to not look at them because I think they think I'm looking at them. No, I do the polite thing and just smile at them and then just ignore them. Mm. There from then on. But yeah, no, you, you got, got to be got to be strong, got to be tough. Can't let them know who who's the weak. Do you one. do you stare them down while smiling at them? A little bit, probably. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's probably quite menacing now that I think about it. But like, no, I, I guess the point is like, I don't really make I I wouldn't make eye contact with someone and then immediately look away. Which maybe I'm the weird one, but because I, I remember like getting the tube to work or uni or whatever I was doing. And you're going to make eye contact with someone. You're sitting opposite someone most of the time, so you can't avoid it. So, yeah. like, just 
embrace it. Yeah. I don't think I've ever sat down on the tube. Fair. <laughs> not, not being there at the right time. <laughs> no. Well, like, even when it's the, like, not rush hour, you get on, it's like, there's nowhere to fucking sit. Yeah. No, I live on, well, when I lived in London, I, I lived on, like, one end of a tube line, so it would always be empty as I'd get on and then it would slowly fill up. But yeah, you're, there's always, it's always packed. You can't avoid it. It's like touching people on the tube or like, you know, sometimes, oh, you've always got someone like playing their music to you. Like, it's just whatever you hate about, about public transport, magnify it a hundred times and that is what the tube is. I forget. Have you See, spent most of lockdown in Manchester? Or Yes, okay. I moved here properly. So I was still in my final year at uni, but everything shut down in what March pretty much so and it moved online and I just moved up here at the start of lockdown because it was right I asked because as a key worker like you've got to go to work right for what you do Mm. so imagine you having to commute on the tube yeah I did so I um did work in London over the summer and I also had a placement in in London over the summer I did have to get the tube I had to get the train in um it was the middle of I think it was well, it was pretty much May to the end of August. Um, it was not pleasant, yeah. but the tube was so much emptier than it normally was that actually it wasn't that bad. Okay. Because um, I've seen things online like and on the news where it's just, you know, there's a lockdown in London, but I mean, the tubes are packed because they have to be. The thing is, yeah, and and this was the thing for a lot of people during lockdown is that you have to work. A lot of people mm-hmm. have to work. You have to pay your bills. You have to pay yeah. rent. If you're not yeah, yeah. furloughed, if you're not you know, you are expected to turn up. And yeah, the, whoever it is, is, is saying you can't get on the tube or you need to um, find other ways of getting to work. For some people that is just not possible. Yeah. So yeah, I'm sure there were, there was a lot of time where whatever, whatever time in the morning rush hour, the tube was packed. That wasn't my experience of it. But like I said, I also live on one end of a tube line. So it wasn't like particularly mm-hmm. busy, the route that I was traveling. Um, but yeah, like it just. Just thinking back to what you said about like, like the world living wage or whatever yeah. it was. Obviously, yeah, you have to work to pay your bills and stuff. So I guess in that in that scenario where it's literally like a life and death situation because if you know. Oh yeah, that you can't that go on cheap because you'll catch COVID. But then you can't like not go to work. So yeah, and then the whole meme about. Uh, go 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 to work, but don't go to work, and then try and get yeah. you know. And the then someone made, a, someone made a remix out of that, Have and you, that's probably going to be an NFT at some point. I've probably. seen a lot of Russell Howard clips recently, and he there was one uploaded focusing on Boris Johnson trying to explain the restriction stuff mm. and how he's dealing with Brexit and how much he compares things to food and just like everyday stuff was like. Add a bit of water and stir the noodles. Or get a oven-ready meal and put it in the microwave. Oh, but like in that voice? Yeah. And like trying to like yeah. mock it. Okay. And it's like, and you watch it like, how the fuck did this guy become prime minister? Because it, it was a joke that he was the mayor of London. He is a baffling idiot. Yeah, there was a lot of and when he was the mayor of London. Yeah. yeah, when he was the mayor of London, it was quite lovable. It was like this lovable, lovable, baffling idiot. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't like Bojo, but I'll I'll give him that. He's got some kind of weird charisma that people enjoy. Yeah, elderly mm. people, <laughs> mainly. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know. He's a fucking moron. It's... Well, as the prime minister of a country. You don't want that 
baffling idiot. Lovable aspects gets lost in mm. world politics. And, yeah. You know. It becomes a global thing and it yeah. just becomes a bit yeah, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, just a bit of a joke. Mm. From our perspective. I mean, I, I've done well to kind of like not look at any news for so long. I don't know what the recent things are, but... The world sucks is yeah. the, the well, sort of breakdown I'm, of it. I know that, but it never as, used as to be this way. As the old saying goes, there's no such thing as good news. Mm. Well, I only started really paying attention to politics from 2015 um, when I started voting properly. Um, but then, like, you know, maybe it's because I wasn't involved so much at the start of the decade. Um, you know, it's kind of 2010, 2011 or before that, because I was too young to really care or give a shit. But I just feel like back then things weren't as mental as they are now. Well, I think it's I think it's a case of I don't know. I don't think it's a case of things weren't as mental. I just think growing up, now we are adults, you see how things affect you and your life more, especially going forward. You'll see the impact of people voting or what legislation is introduced or whatever it is. Whereas when you're eighteen or younger oh, even, fuck, yeah. you don't you don't care, but you also yeah, like it doesn't mean anything to you. You don't understand the consequences of it because you're still yeah. wrapped up in the bubble of like living at home or whatever it is, people supporting you, yeah. not having to be massively independent. Um but yeah, there's I mean How it, many people do you think voted for Brexit as a joke? Because I know it was a big thing like a lot yeah mm. a lot of people i think and i and because they you know it's the mindset of well it's never gonna happen yeah. so fuck it like let's well the same vote. with trump but it, it happened <laughs> Everyone was yeah. and it nearly happened again i yeah, mean it yeah. was so close and the that's second true time. it's mental but i mean like i'm not saying all who voted for trump or all who voted for brexit did it as a joke but i feel politics should be taken more seriously than than that and clearly like you know in this kind of meme culture that we're in people stink of fuck well you were saying uh, i think it was last week or the week before about spoiling your vote because you didn't like any candidates mm, just yeah. putting an x on everything yeah but that's a very like i'm a rebellious teenager thing to do like, yeah which is the system which is what i did the first time i voted i'll be honest yeah. like yeah. you know but that's but to be honest looking back at that now but even if you i hadn't done as much research as i should have done even if you look at it now how you actually went to the voting booth how many people of your peers just didn't even bother going to vote well a lot of people do postal votes which are better depends on your situation but i don't know man like most people i think everyone that i know voted but i've not actually asked them i mean statistically i I know people who didn't vote actually but and yet they are very politically opinionated these people Mm. that i know (laughs) but yet if you don't vote then you really haven't got any legs to stand on yeah yeah great your argument becomes mute Completely. Like, no, but fuck this guy. It's like, oh no, it's like, you can't yeah. say shit if you don't. It's a difficult can't. one because I do think, and certainly, maybe probably my generation down, even though it's, you know, I won't just state a blanket statement like that. Um, That whole thing of like, yeah, of like meme economy, kind of meme culture as well. I think a lot of people, my generation down, we just kind of think that everything's futile. I think politics is futile. People are going to do what they want. It doesn't matter who's in charge. Like mm. the... the I I do I do vote. I do want to be more politically active, but I also am of the opinion that my vote is a waste. Not because um, just because of where you live and the, what no, the surrounding. I say not. I I don't think that's why. I think it's because even if the party I voted for won, I still don't believe that there would be much change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Things that's, would take over. People's yeah. mates would get more priority. Yeah, and stuff, that's yeah. why I. 
I so. believe in what I believe in and I will vote for that. But I have to admit, like, I'm probably quite, what is it, like, nihilistic in, in the viewpoint of... Yeah. I, I don't think I'll see the changes that I want to happen. Mm. Um, it's a shame, that, because you're probably right. I mean, you've got to vote just in case, but, you know... Yeah, I think it will take, like, a proper restructuring of, I suppose, the government and people who want to be in politics to actively make differences rather than to be in politics to be... Um, I don't know what the word is. Uh, well, make a career. Treat it as a business. Or make a career yeah. for yourself. Yeah, make some, do some PR, and then yeah. you can start selling books and shit, you know, and do it And I that. think there are politicians that, that are serious about making a change, but I don't think they are taken seriously and they are yeah. swept under the yeah. rug. Um, and yeah. a part of that is me maybe not do, doing my, my work into researching things thoroughly. Yeah, I'll admit do. that. Mm-hmm. But, um... It's, it is a difficult one, and I I think, I think it, we just we just need to see some real change come from yeah. the vote that we've won, you know. Agreed. Um, but talk about blanket statements, or oh, you're gonna love this segue. Um, so <laughs> last Saturday I was knackered on Sunday because I'd slept on my mate's sofa Saturday night, and they gave me a weighted blanket. Aren't they amazing? Yeah, but why? Like, so, what is it about weighted blankets? There is a thing about weighted blankets. So. They're, they give it a lot to, I think, kids that have anxiety um, okay. or, I don't know, um, because they make you feel, it's like you, someone is Being, hugging you. Yeah. It's that weight, that little bit of pressure that that blanket gives you is a really loving feeling. It's nice. It felt really good. It, okay, so I, I would like to get one, but I didn't know that was the case, what you just said about, like, you know, helping with anxiety and stuff. Are you saying that if I get this blanket... And then I get used to it, and then the blanket gets taken away. Will I feel worse? No, I don't want to. I don't. I don't, I don't, I don't, don't want to compromise. Like... I don't want to become dependent on this blanket. Like as much of a good thing no, as it is, I, think I go to a hotel. I think is, what you're saying is you, you want a girlfriend, <laughs> but you don't want the trouble of a girlfriend, so you just want a heavy blanket. I don't not want the trouble. I just, I don't know. Maybe that's. I mean, the blanket Maybe you, don't you can want just the go trouble. and get. I, like a, so the blanket, I can, separation issues. The blanket won't hassle you. You don't have to take the blanket out for dinner. The blanket, I can get it tomorrow. Like, I, I, I can get it like that. The blanket is always available when you want them to be. Yeah, exactly. Um, I would also say the blanket doesn't talk, but that's awful. It can be a little spoon or a little spoon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I like the idea of it. Um, get one. They're yeah. great. Yeah. Is it so, sad? Is it weird? I've got one. <laughs> is that, am I sad and weird? I don't think so. No, I don't think so either. Um, <laughs> all right, I'll take that then. I'll, st- I'll get the st- stamp of approval. Weighted blanket. They're just really cosy. They just, like, it's so nice on, like, a Saturday afternoon when you've got a bit of free time. If you have a little nap and it's a warm room with your weighted blanket. Oh, that perfect. sounds amazing. That sounds counterintuitive. Like, obviously, a weighted blanket is going to be warm. Oh, so if, you add, if you're in a warm room But you like warm blanket, cold things, don't you? See, I'm like a warmer the better. Like I'll have like the like the heating on and a blanket mm. and like woolly socks you on and yeah. I have so many Spanish colleagues and obviously we go out drinking sometimes. Um, last night we were about to leave and cycle home and stuff, and I'm just in my normal jacket and a t-shirt, and it's like. What the fuck, man? Cause they're in these big woolly fucking coats. Yeah, man. It's I'm cold yeah. for them. Yeah. And they're like, are you not cold? I'm like, no, I'm actually a bit warm. Yeah. And as soon as I started cycling, I rolled the sleeves up and I'm looking behind me. I'm like, I can see the little scoff of fucking British. 
<laughs> that they were their massive Very coats true. with the fur and everything. I mean, I say that I am British, but like I hate the cold. I hate the cold. I hate it. Um, I. It's why it's one of the reasons I hate getting out of bed because it's cold. It's cold outside your bed. I want and like so when I visit my sister, she lives in the UAE. And it is warm all the time there. Mm-hmm. And you wake up and it's already like, you can just get out of bed and you feel nice. And, yeah, and everything's it's right. Just, it's good. Yeah. You know what? I think uh, the chats have a song and I, I relate to this called Stinker. It's about having that warm room and just sweating your tits off and getting up and just, <laughs> just to cool off. And then you're awake because you've had to get up to cool off. Okay, and I yeah. kind of imagine that when you say waking up in the UAE and it's already the right. I mean, yeah, it's fine. not so hot like you're sweaty, but it's so hot that when you wake up, you're not like having to snuggle under the blanket because you just don't want to get out. I mean, I like, I find it easier to sleep in that situation. Like if I have a cold room. Apparently it's better for you. It's yeah. better for you to sleep in the cold. Yeah. Oh, um, they say cold showers are better for you, but I'm like, not no. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm literally like, if I'm it's not, not scalding that. hot, no, it's not good enough. And saying that, I love a cold shower in summer. Mm. Like, yeah, I will gradually turn down the temperature as it gets warmer. Because uh, clearly, I'm a fucking zombie. Mm. Just give me everything cold. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just have an ice bath. Mm-hmm. I no mean, way. people said I was white, but I didn't realize I was translucent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But then, like, yeah, I've, it's been a while since I've had a summer so hot where I've had to take like an afternoon shower. You know, but I... that, that that is nice. That when it's cool. I have started having showers after work and it's like if I'm finishing late and I feel sweaty I'm like can I have a shower right now because mm. I don't want to wake you up in the next room that's alright and I'm just like oh man I'm just going to go to sleep sweaty and have a shower in the morning yeah. and then have a shower again after work <laughs> it's, it's, it's like a tough one because you don't want to be inconsiderate to the other person mm. well I know someone who is they're from India but I mean they've not really spent much of their life in India they've been living in America in the UK and basically, they so they they love this cold shower thing, and they do the cold showers. But then at the same time, their immune system is so shit. Like they literally come out of the house, the the faintest breath of fresh air, and it's oh I'm I'm cold, I'm shivering. And then the next day he's like got a cold and a temperature, mm-hmm. and he's like sick. Like it's mental, just how like brittle the guy is. He's very <laughs> physically healthy and active. But I think that's the problem. He doesn't give his body time to recover. And during COVID, he was just locked in his flat the entire time. I mean, yeah, he was following the guidelines, but he could have done a bit of, you know, socializing, Mm. a bit of outdoor, you know, just to... Because when you protect your immune system so much, it's just weak. Like, you need need to get... You know know what I mean? Like, I mean, I suppose you you need to expose yourself to stuff. Otherwise, you'll just be like bubble boy. Just... Even going to the shops helps. Like, he's been getting deliveries... You know, like, so I just feel like it, no, it's not great. <laughs> have you heard of the stereotypically British stiff upper lip? Mm. Like you just, yeah, even you just get, get on with cup, it. You just get on with it. Yeah. And I, I've lived my life that way for years. I've noticed it so much more up here than I than I did down south, 100%. It's a big thing like, oh, you got a bit of cold, just don't be a bitch. You got a bit of cold. Yeah. Oh, you got a runny nose. There's some See, tissue over there. You yeah, say, you say awesome. like, oh, you've got a bit of a runny nose. Just get on with it. I so in my line of work, obviously, I see all sorts. I literally have people that are like, yeah, I got run over by a car. I still went into work the next day, and I'm like, go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like, so many me. times, I'm like, you That's just me. need to rest. Like mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, like, go. And then I'm like, oh, like they get in a car accident. I'm like, okay, did you go to A&E? Did you do this? Did you do that? And they're like, no, I just went home. 
And I you know just what? sort yourself out, hun. I have, a, I have a story for that one. I uh, burnt my, <laughs> I burnt my foot in work uh, last year now before COVID and stuff. Oh, I remember this year. It was yeah. really bad. Uh, I just dropped some hot water on it and mm-hmm. we did all the stuff. And he's like, get some ice, do this, do that. And obviously, ice is not what you should do. No, it's it's, it's not, not what you should do. Run cool water over it before I continue the story. But this is what the manager's like: do this, do that, and. I got it all on, they gave me like a little thing and then I just got on with the job and I finished my shift and I went home. And the, okay. next, the next day, I'm, I'm in work, I do the entire second shift. I'm like, God, this fucking hurts. This is really uncomfortable. And I was finally persuaded by my girlfriend at the time to go see a doctor. And they were like, yeah, that's pretty fucking bad. I've never seen it this bad. And the skin here is actually really thin and you should have come as soon as you did it yeah i i don't know like yeah but it doesn't affect my day like it's uncomfortable but but i can still do my job discomfort affects your day though and maybe maybe i'm weak (laughs) because i am (laughs) i am the only i don't get wrong i'm not like at the slightest sniffle i'll i'll be out but I, and and I do think it is a bit of a difference in work culture anyway, especially when I used to work in hospital because at at the slight is kind of be like a thing of um oh I've got a fever or whatever. I wouldn't if I was ill. You don't want to make other people ill if you work in that kind of environment. So I would just be like, no, I'm staying home. Um, it's the sensible thing to do. But now I see it, I see it so much with people when people are like, yeah, I got into a fight and was punched, but I just went home, or like I was run over, or I was in a car accident, or just all of these things, and I'm like. You need to not try and kill yourself. <laughs> like, just... I mean, but it's hard. <laughs> but is it? Because what's... Okay, so let me ask you a question. What's harder? Going to the doctor about a burn on your foot or not having a foot? <laughs> well, if you've not I, got I a foot, guess... you've not got a foot No, as in, like... as in letting the burn get so bad that it is excruciating. I mean, it's not going to spread. Like, it's already been removed from the problem and it's uncomfortable. I'm not going to lose my foot from that. You don't know the way. What if the wound gets infected? <laughs> what if true. it becomes gangrenous? Yeah, oh, yeah. that's then? nasty. Yeah, you, you I saw You disinfect it on a regular basis. That's yeah. what you do. So no. you disinfectant wipes. At home, doctor. <laughs> disinfectant wipes. Yeah. Well, like Sorry. the bleach literally, ones you can get. Literally. You're don't do bleaching that. yourself. Don't do that. Let's, <laughs> PSA, do not put like disinfectant wipes on your wound. I mean, I mean, I let I me, mean it, let it me can kill the wound in like a minute. Like one I should kills probably it, specify antiseptic wipes. This shit, where it's like designed for cuts. Okay, fine. I, like Let when you said it, I literally that. thought you were like a Dettol. No, wipe. no, not Dettol wipes. <laughs> I realised after that. Okay. It was just, Is no. it bad that I didn't realise there was a difference? No. What's so, the difference? Like they're either formulated for like your kitchen yeah. counter or for skin. Yeah. Okay, got you. So antiseptic would be for skin in this case. Yeah. So antiseptic kills the bacteria, whereas Dettol would probably well, kill you as well. It depends. It's the strength of, um, I suppose, the, the cleaning-y things in it. The but cleaning agent. Yeah. So guess, for yeah. a Dettol wipe, because it's harsher, because you're trying to kill bacteria and pathogens that live on things like wood and metal, whatever, it has to be a certain percentage. Whereas for your skin, it's got to be a lot more delicate. Otherwise yeah. you will be corroding your skin, yeah. I suppose. I don't know. Anyway, I got something interesting from that, which is a honey bandage. A honey bandage? Honey bandage. A honey bandage. I've heard of the honey badger. <laughs> no, I got a bandage made of honey that they put on the burn. Oh, wow. Cool. How yeah. Did, how did it taste? It was actually quite soothing. 
Oh, yeah. I didn't okay. eat it. Oh. It's like you can't eat this one. You leave it. Leave it be. It's like it. a it's like a natural remedy. Well, awesome, almost they do um, skin grafts with uh, fish skin with scales really? because it's I think it's something promotes healing. Something I, I don't you know. You can literally turn into a mermaid. Imagine potentially. That. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If, if you were so inclined. I mean, if you had serious enough damage to your skin that you required skin grafts and then opted to become a mermaid, sure. <laughs> it's just a spiral, a slippery slope. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. I'm trying to think of a pun for that and I can't think of anything. Oh, as long as you don't find the crabs down there. That's not funny, that's just weird. That's a little mermaid <laughs> reference. Oh, because of the little mermaid. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was thinking you were talking about some some other kind of like infection. Yeah, it, I, it was a I did also go it to the, the other type of crab. Yeah. In saying that, and in I don't know, have we talked about this before? I don't know. I've talked about this with someone. Um, it's really hard to remember who you talk about things with. I was gonna, is, is this the place to talk about that? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Steph. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. Continue. <laughs> no, I, I get it. No, I get it. Like, no personal anecdote. However, <laughs> lately there's been a thing about super gonorrhea. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh Christ! Super gonorrhea and super chlamydia are now things. So boys, oh, that, be careful when you're change. out. <laughs> so, in what way is super? Like, do they enhance so, your powers? <laughs> <laughs> they. So. It's antibiotic resistance to gonorrhea and chlamydia has become rife to the point where now um, that you you can get these STDs and take the antibiotics, but because you've got a really pungent strain of, <laughs> say, chlamydia, it doesn't go. Like, you have super chlamydia, did you this, can get super gonorrhea. Did this start in Chernobyl? <laughs> I have no idea of the origins of said diseases. Um, but yeah. I guess you're going to need a new form of kryptonite. <laughs> I mean... Those two responses to this. <laughs> I'm just thinking about bike uh, brands of bike locks that I need to get. Um, but I mean, if that's going to help me uh, ward off this shit, then... It's not even you know. worse. It's just like, yeah, I need a bike lock. <laughs> yeah, well, well, I do. I mean, you've seen like the stats of how much bike theft there is in Manchester. You know what? It's funny you say that. Cause, uh, say we were out last night, and they have kryptonite locks. Mm. And I showed them the lock picking lawyer videos, and like, this is my real friends. Like, yeah, it's fucking useless. And well, they're like, what? Well, the thing is, right? So lock picking lawyer is a guy on YouTube, and he he's very very skilled at lock picking. Just because he breaks into it within thirty seconds doesn't mean to say it's bad lock. Like, you know, he, he he's just trying to expose shitty locks. I always look at the tool he's using. Yeah. If he's using his special tool that he made himself, it's probably a good lock. Yeah. I like Whereas if he's just using a, a Red Bull can, yeah, maybe I, don't buy that. I've not seen that one, but I've seen ones where he literally uses a fork. So you've got this personal, you've got this, you've got this box, which is like a personal safe, which ideally you're meant to use for if you're at the swim pool and you want to go in the water, but you want to keep mm-hmm. your phone secure, you just tie it to the, um, to the railings or to the chair or just something, right? And then you can look at shit. And it's got a fingerprint thing on it. Literally, you get a fork, you jam it inside, you bend it, you a little flip, bit of leverage, a little bit of leverage, and you press the button, which is the uh, the reset for when you want to reset your fingerprint, and it comes. And, and then you don't even have to like force it. You can set your own fingerprint as the burglar, as the one that opens it, <laughs> and then you just open it. So 
you know that's the yeah. shitty products like that this guy helps you not buy so and I respect that I think that's a that's that's a good thing and we need more people like that in the world but at the same time you could argue that hang on he's teaching people how to pick locks or what locks to look out for I mean it's not it's showing how he can pick it like picking a lock him picking a lock does not equate to that lock that everyone can pick that lock so it's I think it was like a nifty thing to have on a video Mm. but I don't think it translates massively well into like like real life yeah like me watching that doesn't translate to me automatically saying oh i know how to do this mm. now yeah i don't true. have the skill you've got to feel it yeah yeah whereas like people like a... who he has the skill to pick these locks and the people who want to steal your shit also have that skill it must be weird to think mm. if you're so good at lock picking like you can literally go to any door or any house and there's a fairly good chance you're gonna be able to get in there oh yeah if you were so inclined yeah right I find that really weird. Like, I think it's I, a cool skill. It's a cool skill, but I kind of feel like it's a skill that should be illegal. But then there's a hey, lot. You of, know what you can't. There's pick? a lot of good things. What a door fob. A door fob. Yeah. Yeah, but a lot of these fobs have to have fail saves. What if you're like trapped inside? You need to be able to get out. Yeah, that's called the fire release. Well, yeah, but then what do you do? You just cut the power, and then if the, the electromagnet turns off, then you can get in. Yeah, I know, but that's a different situation. Yeah, but it's breakable. Yeah. So. If there's a power cut. Well, then you just... It's a very niche situation. Yeah, but rather than to cutting be waiting, the lock, you're cutting to, the power. To, how long are you going to stand outside of the building waiting for a power no, cut? No, no, I'm saying <laughs> rather than cutting the, the, the padlock, you literally just cut the power supply. And mm. then you can get in. Yeah, but who the fuck knows where the breakers are? The breakers are usually inside the building. Well, I mean pay for a guy to do a survey and then take that. seems very convoluted. If you're already paying a guy to do a survey, you're already in the fucking building. And plus, you wouldn't be allowed to because you'd have to prove that you're buying it. There's a lot of, there's a lot, I mean, (laughs) I'm not planning. There's so many holes in your plan here to (laughs) just cut the power. I'm I'm not actually like planning on becoming Mm. a burglar anytime soon. I don't think you should, based no, on your no. attempt. Your, your well, no, if ever I do, I'm gonna just hire, cut the power. I'm gonna hire a team of people to film me doing it because I reckon I could get a pretty good relic TV show out of that. Man tries to break lock. <laughs> Man tries to repeatedly burgle things and fail. <laughs> and then, it, should I succeed, I don't actually go in and steal stuff because I'm so amazed at the fact that I've actually got in. And then we just roll credits. And then, and then I the, the last minute of that video will be a brick going through a window and him being inside <laughs> like I made it success <laughs> I don't take anything I just take my brick and I'm like come on guys we're going to get a takeaway celebrate <laughs> the guy comes home like what the fuck happened here nothing got stolen but the window's gone yeah I will oh, no. well with that I know what I'm doing tonight is it called pizza and then in the podcast you know what yeah i think because i'm looking at the time i don't think i'll make it to the shop um yeah i I do literally you got like 10 minutes i do need to actually eat for the first time since friday i mean you had lunch today didn't you it wasn't anything proper i mean you're still ate. yeah well, well well i mean i technically ate on saturday went to mackey's twice that's not and mackey's that's not real food like come on no 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 like my breaks in work consist of cereal bars. 
It's like, it takes 10 minutes, just one, two, back to work. No, no, yeah. no, that's bullshit. I know that like where you work has a really nice kitchen. Yeah, but you can't just go in and take shit. Yeah, but I mean, you do get to eat some of it for lunch for free, right? Yeah, when I work the right shifts, yeah. Yeah, I suppose it depends when you're there. That's true. No, mm. it's, I can't wait to go back. It'll be delicious. I need, anyway. need to get it booked in. Yeah, thank you. I can say thank you. Thank you for listening to Two Guys Talking episode 15 recorded one day late, but it should still be released on time. Oh, it depends on how free you are tomorrow. Uh, yeah, I'm working at 7am. Ah, shit. <laughs> well, it's been fun and we'll see you next time. We might see you in six days, not seven, depending hey, on when it comes out. Oh. All right. Have a good week.